0: a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com
3: It's level three. This is Sports red. Countdown and kickoff is on. Nebraska, Northwestern, 9.30 in the morning. Pacific, 12.30 Eastern. We're ready. Listen, is it the best slate of football tomorrow? No. This is a good game, actually. It's an interesting game uh, with Nebraska and Northwestern. Some Big Ten teams in action here. So, Illinois and Wyoming, me and Tony Finn, were just talking about the total in this game. And even though it's incredibly low, I kind of get it as well. And, in fact, Tony, I want to – you know what I'm kind of intrigued with tomorrow, and I think that – you know, we didn't get to this. I'm going to get to it more later, is uh, team totals, Tony yeah uh, uh team team totals tomorrow. I think that's an interesting way to look at some of these football games. Um, wow. So to put in context, yeah, Wyoming because mm-hmm. I was thinking this I was thinking 10 to 13 for Wyoming. They got yeah. it at 13 and a half. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, that's a pretty good number. I think that's a fair number and and you' gonna, you're gonna push across the counter. At the sports book on the under 13 and a half, and all you're gonna the only number that's gonna be ringing through your head the whole damn game is 14.
3: <laughs> I know you're gonna be worried, not two touchdowns, <laughs> not two touchdowns, not two touchdowns, not two, I don't like sweating it out when it's that, 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 that slip margin for error. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, A game that there should people are expecting points in, and the team total for FAU, the Owls 34 mm-hmm. and a half. Um. Charlotte are twenty four and a half Charlotte have eight returning starters on offense including their quarterback yeah I think yeah. their offense is going to be improved I think they'll be able to put some points on the board but ultimately I don't think I, I like FAU here I think FAU are going to do enough to cover the point spread it's under seven and six and a half now and I wouldn't be surprised if it went over the number two even though it's high I sort of I'm thinking sort of 41 twenty four type of game here for FAU I like the over in this game mostly because of uh
4: I talked to some people that are familiar with, uh, and I have to talk. To, listen, I don't. I'm like you. I'm not smart enough to cover 100 and plus FBS schools, so I do get some help on some of these schools that I don't cover or watch or review. And they all, to a man, like this over mostly because they don't like Charlotte's defense. Has it that? So.
3: That's as simple. As That's simple. <laughs> like yeah, simple. Yeah, right. Exactly. A game that I'm I'm taking the under in too. So I'm sort of all over the place on this. What What do you actually? What do you make of the Utah State and the UConn game? Well, I I don't. I'm. It's 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 conundrum for me, and it's confounding that
4: that Utah State could possibly be giving this kind of number even to. Even to UConn, you know. In my opinion, this is not a good. This is not a good Utah State team. They they surprised last year, but they lost their key pieces that they can't possibly simulate, emulate, or repeat. It's not it's not shampoo. They're not going to rinse and repeat what they did last year, and that's a lot of points to give. Now, uh, are they looking past this game because they have a game with? Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's some put some money. Yeah, they put some money on Utah State. I have heard something about them putting. Uh, it's like three people put a thousand dollars on them yeah. for the national championship it was absurd by the way it, they, they had to just, drunk to do that they
3: were just drunk guys out I mean, tequila actually <laughs> that, no that is the story it's two yeah. dudes in New Jersey they were at a wedding they got drunk and um, some former Michigan players told them Utah State are going to be good and they made it bad alright hold on a second the late night anger management class. This is Rage. All right, we're on the clock right now. We got a couple of minutes uh, here for our AM radio affiliates here, 6M Channel 159. I am Gabriel Marazzi. This is Rage, the mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio. What's up, SoCal? Tony Finn joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada, right now. So um, you are on the you are on the the baseball heater. So I'll give you the floor. And if you got a baseball pick or two, you want to share with us. And final thoughts. So college football, you got a college football play for the uh, the national audience, and then a couple of baseball picks. For you want to wrap up the college football what do you got for us Mr Tony Finn from wagertalk.com
4: well I, I will say this I am on Vanderbilt. we talked about that so the audience knows or should know that I'm on Vandy nine late I didn't have to lay ten nine and a half ten wherever the wherever the case would be tomorrow when the number when the game's ready to tip off kick off um, but I do like Vandy uh, one other game I would say is I laid a small number eight and a half which would I didn't mind laying eight and a half with TCU. And this is week one against Colorado. Uh, and that game's now at 11 minus 12 even. So I still feel comfortable with TCU up to 14 points, 13 and a half, 14 points. That's the football. In the baseball world, uh, Alec and the Ark tomorrow, over six and a half strikeouts for uh, Toronto's facing the, the Angels. And Manoa's on the mound. The umpires live in Margaret's right. And... The Angels strike out a ton. Uh, in top three, one of the top three teams in, in call in Major League Baseball, strikeouts per bat. So, Manoa over six and a half. You get that at even money, or basically a pick of minus one ten, Gabe. So that's a good price on any any prop you can get at uh, a draft. You know, at this places that, that are famous.
3: What about Otani at seven and a half at plus one fourteen? Is that a? I, I prefer the yeah. six and a half too. With with Otani, he gets to seven sometimes. That is sort of the cutoff with him. Yep. Or he'll just breeze by at twelve. But I could see this being a strikeout fest on both parts tomorrow. But you just like Manoa. What about Otani's prop? The reason I stay away from Otani at this point in
4: time, he's already it's already happened to him. I'm concerned with anything Otani does, or what the Angels do with Otani. They're still talking <laughs> trades. They're still doing. All, and if he even has a. a the hangnail they're gonna pull him out of the game. He's a concern in that re- and in that aspect because they're not playing for any postseason spot and uh, but you're right listen he is amazing uh, the best baseball player on the planet in my opinion and can do things that, that no one else can do as far as baseball like Fade Montgomery Atlanta
3: versus the left-hander killing him. Tony Finn, wagertalk.com. Fade Montgomery, he's been killing it. But Tony's Tony's a bold man. Brent Beard next. Bring it.
2: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
5: VR training
0: platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
6: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory
1: starts to develop.
0: Learn more at metacom impact.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Countdown to kickoff is nearly complete. This is Sports
3: Rage. I am Gabe Moretz. Sure, 610.1 959 1090. ESPN Radio. We've been breaking down the games. Uh, well, I was going to say all week, but we've been breaking down the games all summer. It's time to bring in one of our favorite uh, guests that joins us during the college football season, a Heisman Trophy a uh, voter, college football analyst, First Coast News, joins us, Mr. Brent uh, Beard. Brent, it's always a pleasure. It's a great time of the year. Brent, football's here, man. Let's do this thing.
6: Well, week zero is around the corner. We're excited about that. ESPN has college game day tomorrow, so we see some things going on that are important. And look, Overall... Uh, your week zero is interesting. Uh, you've got a conference game in Nebraska, Northwestern, and Dublin. Utah State, playing UConn, plays Alabama next week. So you'll get a sneak preview of that one. Florida State plays LSU next Sunday night. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday night. And they're playing Duquesne. We'll get a look at North Carolina and Vanderbilt and Hawaii so uh, look there's uh, there's value in these games uh, if nothing else gay because we we haven't seen any football brother in nine months. You know, it's crazy not to look ahead, but we already are, because let's be real. This
3: is like the appetizer, right? We, we're is. sitting down it and, is. you know, we're going, to, we're going to Applebee's. We're sitting down. They brought uh-huh. over some rolls. You know what I'm saying? These are yeah. the rolls. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Maybe some soup and some rolls. Sort of, you know, the, the, I guess the apps. Right? We'll call them the apps. Mm. These are the appetizers. Hey, it's crazy, too. If you look ahead to Thursday, man, the backyard brawl, man. That You know, you got the backyard brawl. And how about Penn yeah. State and Purdue? Yes. Some Big Ten football right off, you know, right, the conference play. Yeah, as you mentioned, with Nebraska and Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland as well. How cool is that in Dublin?
6: Well, how about you and I getting credential going to cover it uh, and be there for about a week would be wonderful. But look, this is a... A lot of beers a, would be consumed, I tell you yeah, that. Yeah. They're going drink a lot of beer over <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, and Gabe, how big is this game for Scott Frost in Nebraska? Uh, they need... They need to get off to a good start, desperately, frankly. So that's I think that's going to be extremely important for them to be able to uh, to win a game like this. And and by the way, Nebraska's quarterback, former Texas transfer Casey Thompson, and their offensive coordinator is Mark Whipple, who did such a good job with Kenny Pickett. So. Uh, It will be very interesting if this Nebraska team can get off to a good start.
3: I think they will. I tell you what, if they don't go bowling this year, Scott Frost is going to have time to go bowling himself at the alley, right? Like their win total is seven and a half, uh, Brent. I think it might be a little ambitious to get to eight. I think a seven and five. You know, I'll tell you what, though. uh, This a lot of people probably wouldn't realize this, but they averaged the second most yards per play last year in the Big Ten. They move the ball, they turned the ball over too much. Martinez right. turned the ball right. over, right? They turned yeah. the ball over 18 times over the year. That was this last year. I mean, like I don't know, 18 million times over the years. Yeah. They stalled in the red zone often, settled for field goals, and they would miss the field goal. If they can, if they can improve their red zone efficiency, and I think they will with Thompson and Whipple and and cut down on the turnovers, I think they will defensively, they're sort of, you know, they're not terrible. Right. I think I think they win tomorrow by yeah you know, I think they win by 14-20 type of thing. I'm looking like sort of like a 30 to 10 type of game tomorrow. That's in my opinion. What what's your take?
6: They they just need some momentum now. Here's to keep this in mind. If they could win tomorrow, they've got North Dakota, and then Georgia Southern before they play Oklahoma, Gabe. So l- listen, how huge? Give me some think? confidence before though. Yeah, how fun is that? A hey, Nebraska Oklahoma again? Come on, that's great. It really is, isn't it? So that's why this is important. And look, they even play Indiana and Rutgers after that. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but Gabe, they may be going into the game at Purdue with only one loss, and that would be humongous for that program. Brent Beard uh, joining us. I am Gabriel Morenci.
3: So let's talk about the Vanderbilt-Hawaii game. It's a trendy game. People, um, you know, People always love that last game of the night. It's well-documented that Hawaii are basically starting over. So, Timmy Chang is the head coach there. We had their player development director, Jeff Reinbold, on the show last week. He told us that they have the most new players on a college football team in in, in, in college football history besides the Marshall Thundering Herd after the tragic plane crash. And not just new players, Brent, but high school kids type of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like guys that yeah. never played a game before. People transferred out, not in. Um, over the last couple of years at Hawaii. So the cupboard is bare, but I, I do believe in Timmy Chang. I think they got the right guy in place there. What about Vanderbilt? You know, this is a football game as an SEC team. They should go in there and win by double digits. Can they? And what's your take on Vanderbilt
6: uh, this year? They're laying nine and a half points right now. I think there'll be some better. And uh, the reason is Mike Wright at quarterback. Uh, is he growing up? Uh, he, uh, also a dual threat guy, so he can, uh, make some hay with his legs. they have got to replace Miles Capers. Who's one of their better, uh, defensive players. He got hurt season ending knee injury the last week of preseason practice. That was really disappointing, but they've got some talent on this team. And here's, what's important. They've got, they go to Hawaii. Then they've got Elon Wake Forest and Northern Illinois. Now I'm not saying they'll win all four of them, but Gabe, that would be humongous for this program. They go to Tuscaloosa on September the 24th. So if they could go to Alabama uh, out of these four non-conference games and either be undefeated or one loss, that that would be tremendous for Clark Lee in order to do that. I mean, if they could win four or five games this year, and it, it would be real hard to do that unless you beat Missouri in October. But still, two wins last year. Game four this year would be progress. Well, of course, Clark
3: Lee, you were there. What did he say? Within five years, they're going to win the SEC? <laughs> yeah. You're laughing. Yeah. He was I, yeah, I, I'm thinking, Brad, too. I'm like, all right,
6: Coach. How about we start off with covering against Hawaii in Week One, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a good place to start. But I mean, he's confident, and I think he's a good coach. And well, hopefully, we'll attract uh, some players there. Uh, but it, it they they if they could get to, to respectability, that that would certainly mean a lot to them and that fan base. All right. So speaking of
3: getting back to respectability, I think there's some parallels. I think there's a lot of parallels, I don't know if you would agree with this, to Tennessee and Nebraska. Different conferences, yes. Yes. but yeah, you know what I mean? Historic, traditional programs, massive fan base, high expectations, but time has passed them by a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Time yeah, has yeah. passed them by. I, uh, that's a fair analogy, isn't it? Nebraska and Tennessee
6: sort of trying to rebuild uh, in the similarities. Uh, There's no question. And this is a humongous year for uh, Tennessee. Now, they just got some news earlier today that is humongous for them. Rue McCoy, who I know you've heard of, coming from Southern Cal, has been declared eligible. So if they can get him on the field and get him to be a big play threat, with Cedric Tillman, look, they've got one of the better offenses in the league with and Hooker, Jabari Small, and Tillman. That defense needs a lot of work, but and your point's a good one. They are similar to Nebraska in that they're trying to get some respect back, and Josh Hype has done a nice job, Gabe. I think they could get the respectability, uh, frankly, faster than Nebraska can and you know what we're up against
3: it here but the one thing with tennessee all right seven wins is nice okay but where's that statement win you know what i mean when i think of tennessee when's the last time you won a big game when'd you beat the gators like what you know what i mean when'd you beat a georgia alabama's asking a little much but they really do have a chance to make a statement right now don't they so they open up with ball state but then they're at pit so they get pit off the backyard brawl right Right. and, and then they host the gators like I'm just looking at this. How sweet would that be for Ball Nation and for Hypel if they could get off to this 4-0 uh, start? We'll break it down and more with Red Beard. The late night anchor match for clock continues.
2: Bring it.
3: countdown to kickoff continues. It is week zero. Let's do this thing. College football, there's no turning back, baby. We're less than two weeks away from the start of the National Football League regular season. Next week, it's going to be off the hook. We've got wicked college football games. This is just the appetizer at TGIF or Applebee's uh, Chili's uh, right now. Brent Beard, uh, all fine establishments, Brent. Uh, Brent Beard joining us uh, right now from Jacksonville, uh, Florida. So about that, we were talking about the Tennessee Volunteers. Their win total is seven and a half. Are they ready to turn a corner? As you stated, we know they have the offense. They've got a great quarterback in the hand in Hooker. Heupel's done a great job recruiting. Yet, where's that statement win? You know what I mean? Can they beat the Gators this year? Can they beat Pitt on the road this year? They have an opportunity to really make a statement in the
6: first month of the season here. Uh, they do. Uh, now, there have been several members of the media who uh, have predicted them to beat Georgia. Now, I don't buy that. I don't think they will. But... If they can get into a shootout with some teams, that would make a difference. Here's a big thing for Tennessee. They'll go as far as their defense takes them. Now, they've got some guys on the line with uh, Byron Young. Uh, Jeremy Banks is a really good linebacker. Trey Flowers uh, at at safety. It's not that they don't have talent, but that's the area that they've got to – improve in the most if they're going to do what you're talking about and that would be to pick up some major wins you're right that that sort of pitt, win a game as an underdog sort of yeah. similar to michigan
3: yes. i think there's a little there were similarities with tennessee and michigan tennessee seem to win the games that they're supposed to win
6: they beat the teams but right. win a game we don't expect you to win brent that's i guess that's the best yeah. way of putting it right well and and, and that would be either at pitt or florida now I, i'll give you, you another about one game? it's tough because we haven't seen Pitt play it yet. is it Slov is
3: in a quarterback there right are you leaning so you you think Pitt has the advantage in that game
6: just sort of right now just generally speaking maybe right now uh, but because it's at home but again i think it's gonna be a lot depending on how good that tennessee defense is going to be uh, but, but also not far from that pit game you host florida And then you go to LSU, if they could split the Florida LSU series, that may kickstart them into uh, really having a year that they haven't had in a while.
3: What do you make of the, what happened with Miles Brennan there, uh, Brent, uh, quarterback? Uh, So he was going to transfer. He didn't transfer. Reports were that, and I don't know, reports, he said, and Kelly said, well, no, no, we want you to stay here. Then they bring in Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. They're competing, and then sort of suddenly Miles Brennan says, "I've I've, I've retired from playing football." Yeah. What, what happened there? What 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 Did you hear anything? What was uh, What was the
6: reason behind this? Uh, it was It was going to be his sixth year, uh, and he basically got got. They told him that he was not going to be the starter. So because of that. He decided that he would move on. You're right; they wanted him to stay. So now you're down to Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer, and Garrett Nessmeyer, uh, or basically your your two guys that they're counting on. Now look, I like LSU. Gabe, you wouldn't shock me if LSU ends up being second in the West, Alabama, because LSU still has dudes uh, on defense and on the line of scrimmage. Well, they've got NFL-caliber talent, exactly. No doubt. No doubt. They absolutely do. And, and Gabe, as long as you've got NFL-caliber talent, that means that they're predicted fifth in the West. So if they can handle this quarterback situation, and I do think they're going to be probably pretty run-heavy, although they've got to get... Uh, John Emory uh, eligible. He didn't play last year because he was not eligible. And I'll throw a name out out, out at you that you would remember. Noah Kane, who comes over from Penn State it's yep. a transfer for them. So uh, I, I, I like this LSU team to be better than people think they will be. It is a step up in class for Daniels, though. You know, I mean, this is it is.
3: He's going to have to limit limit the turnovers. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be a run heavy offense. Uh, Butte is a great player too. I mean, like I said, they've got they've got NFL, yes. and, you know, first rounders on that football team. So let let me ask you. No, uh, so as long as we're on this, actually, I'll throw it at you. So Jaden Daniels going from from Arizona State, and he kind of regressed a little bit, but he is an athletic guy. So he goes from 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 the Pac-12 to the SEC. What about Bo Nix and, and and Bo Nix going to the, yeah. the Pac-12? Do you think yeah. he's going to be more successful now in this conference? It's ironic that he gets Georgia in it his is. first game, which I actually think is going to be a competitive game. I mean, yeah. you've got Coach Landing that knows Georgia inside out. He knows right. the soft spots right. of of the of the personnel and of the schemes. And, you know, the Ducks are loaded. Everyone talked about uh, Panay Sewell. There's another Sewell that's a monster uh, on the Ducks. I like landing a lot. how do you think Bo does with the ducks
6: here, and do you think they give Georgia a game? Yeah, let me back up a couple of things you said. One was uh Jane Daniels at lSU has only completed sixty two percent of his passes sixty percent last year now with with next, here here's the reality with bow. bow is when Bow plays within himself he he's a good quarterback. The problem is and you remember this Gabe, at Auburn? There were times that it was like Bo drew up plays on the dirt, yeah. To uh, d- d- where uh, if the play didn't work, he didn't trust his offensive line, and he ended up just running around and trying to make something happen. Now, will he be more under control uh, with Oregon than he was uh, before? And I, and I I would agree. I think that's a uh, something to really keep in mind. Another thing to keep in mind, Georgia is having a tough time with injuries. Karis Jackson, their wide receiver, is out with a Now this is a minor ankle or Achilles. Kendall Milton, one of the better running backs in the league has a hamstring injury. Andrew Paul, who's a freshman running back. I don't think he'd have played that much anyway, had a torn ACL. Now still, Georgia, we mentioned dudes many go for LSU Georgia does too. I mean, defensively this Georgia defense is believe it or not. Even with all those guys going to the NFL, they're still going to be very stout. Uh, Jalen Carter, uh, Kelly uh, uh, Ringo, they're going to be very good. But, but to your point with Lanning knowing this team, uh, but that, that's an astute observation, Gabe. Is... Well, my
3: deal is, you know, bro I'm just thinking he he will actually know, listen, Stetson Bennett doesn't like this. You know what I mean? Because he no, knows the no. weaknesses of the offense. That's what right. I like as well, right? That yes. just sort of this is what this
6: player's weakness is. All coaches are good at knowing this stuff, but he really knows. Yes. Uh, well, and look, here's my concern, uh, Gabe, and, and I, you probably remember these games. Oregon's trying to be more physical, but last year, two of the most physical teams they played in the Pac-12, they lost to Stanford and they lost to Utah twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But by, by a combined 66 points. Now, Georgia's as are more physical, obviously. <laughs> obviously, physical those two yeah, teams combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. There's no doubt about it. So, with that Not said, Michigan about that. <laughs> no doubt. Oh boy. No boy. No doubt. Uh, but but, Gabe, uh, here's the reality. Uh, if they're not I- increasingly more physical, they're not going to be able to stand up at the line of scrimmage, Georgia, are they? No. And it's funny because you think, okay, well,
3: we're Oregon, we'll go the speed route. Well, you're not faster than Georgia either. No. No, you're, so, not. you're not. Absolutely, Absolutely not. Senator. No, you know what my thing is. We can't beat ourselves. Yeah, you know, I know mean, yes, it sounds right. cliche, but we can't make mistakes. Don't hand yes. it to them, yes. right? Like, like you said, let's hand the ball off. Let's chew some clock up and and try to get this game into, into the second half. So, speaking of which, we're into the two-minute warning here with you, Brent. Time always flies by. So, Brent Beard is a Heisman Trophy voter. Interesting article by Dave Purdom. Does a great job, obviously, for ESPN. Um. Will Anderson has taken more wagers than any other player on the board. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I went from that little sleeper. He opened at 60 to one. He's down at 20 to one now. Yeah. Defensive player has not won since my guy in Charles Woodson in in 1997, but he was returning kicks as well. But there is a hell of a buzz. Part of my language, Brent, around Will Anderson and the Heisman coming into the year, isn't there?
6: Look, this, this defense is going to be much better, much better than last year and will anderson is a big part of that i mean gabe consider this a minute and, and, and this may be conservative anderson could get one two three sacks per game let's just let's just pretend he gets yeah. two or three two or three sacks per game i mean you play you play 12 games that's a lot of sacks. I mean, that's record-breaking stuff, frankly. But but he, Gabe, he's the kind of a guy that not only is he a disruptor, he can control a ball game. And he's got guys around him. See, the what's going to be the problem is, do you double-team him? And let Dallas Turner and Braswell go, just single coverage. If you do that, then you, you know what? You're making another kid on the Alabama rich Absolutely in the NFL. You That's
3: Absolutely what you're doing. You you're oh, playing yeah. if
6: you're on the other end, <laughs> you're like
3: double team him, and now I become a top 10 pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, precisely.
6: Yes, no question about that. Agreed.
3: God, he's like, I don't know, he's almost like an Aaron. He's not Aaron Donald, but sort of that impact. You're right. I was thinking about that. I'm like, dear God, like. All right, Louisiana Monroe and Bama, if he wants, okay, if he's gunning for this, he can rock him up. He, yes. he, can, he can rock him up, Brent Beard. All right, I can't wait, uh, Brent, to really start uh, breaking it down with somebody's massive game, but it's
6: great to have you back, uh, sir. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us uh, tonight. Gabe, love it. Great. Look forward to week zero. Uh, and then next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Gabe, how about that? All oh, right. That's what I'm talking about. And then the following <laughs> after that, then we got Thursday again, but it's pro. And then Monday, yeah. like,
3: right. and, then, and then let's get some Tuesday Mac football going, too. Absolutely. Brent Beard with us. Brent, it's always a pleasure. Man. Meet you, Gabe. Take care, brother.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, look. There's a big crowd welcome us back,
5: even though we lost Hey, I'll give you something to cry about, you loser. You can't catch a football. Let's see if you can catch a rock.
3: <laughs> Late night anger match. My class, that's that sports Ridge. I am Gable Maranci. The Friday Night Freak Show. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates here at six m Channel One Five Nine, wherever you may be. Shout out to everybody in Southern California, the Mighty or Ten Ninety ESPN Radio. Um, it is Week Zero College Football, and listen, we're fired up to lay it down. It's great to have another sport in the rotation and uh, something to watch on a Saturday afternoon, going into uh, to Saturday evening. But let's be real: the real the real stuff starts. Uh, next week, right? That you know. Next week, we've got some real games to break down. Notre Dame and Ohio State, Oregon and uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines get uh, Colorado State. Uh, for the record, uh, but I am excited. I am looking forward to this Nebraska game in the morning. It's a big time game, big uh, Big Ten game, big time game. It's on Fox. Um, so I want to go over this. Actually, it's a, a CBS Sports Network day tomorrow. So, in other words, if you're in a hotel or basically anywhere, you're you, we have problems <laughs> uh, 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 with this. So, Nebraska Northwestern, nine thirty a.m. Pacific, twelve thirty uh, Eastern time. That's on Fox. So, big time game. It's on Fox, and it's from Dublin, Ireland. We ch- we checked in with the weather earlier in the week, but weather does change in Dublin, Ireland. Like it changes everywhere. Um, let's see what the weather is in uh, Dublin, Ireland right now. It's sunny. It is sunny. And uh, they're already into the day there right now. Right? They're, they're, they're ahead of us, so they're already into the day here right now. Yeah, it's sunny. It's uh, 66 degrees and sunny. So, as as expected, weather will not be a factor in this Northwestern game. So, I am laying the points with Northwestern. Like you know, we're telling you right now these games are they're not the best games, right? These aren't you know what I mean let's be real we're betting Charlotte FAU games and North Texas UTEP games here. Doesn't mean you have to bet them all, but I'll give you my opinion for every one of them. And I will be I'll tell you what I'm betting basically. Now we talked well, last night we put the parlay in with Nebraska to win, Nebraska to beat uh, Northwestern, Illinois to beat Wyoming, and Vanderbilt to beat Hawaii. That was the money line parlay. It was minus one seventeen. but as far as the you know the, the sides are concerned here, I do believe that Nebraska will cover the point spread. Is it the bet of the month? Is it the bet of the year? No, uh, but it's the first game up, and we're going to lay it down, and I know many of you are as well and are going to want to lay it down. It was fifty six seven last year i I get it that Fitzgerald is better coming off a loss, a losing season, and they got a chip on their shoulder and all this type of stuff. And at Nebraska, new offensive coordinator. And it's true. They have a new OC. They have a new quarterback. Okay. Um, But it doesn't mean that, you know, they're still not going to be able to win and cover the point spread here. I want to get into some team totals, but Nebraska's team total is thirty-three and a half, and same with the total of the football game. It wouldn't surprise me if they got into the mid-fifties, and it wouldn't surprise me if it stayed under. I don't, you know, I mean, it doesn't. It's not talking to me. It's not. You know, it's not jumping off the screen at me when I look at that total. I sort of, if if I if it was that, you know, the old oh, you got a gun to your head, you got to make a pick. I would say under. I keep coming back to, like, Nebraska winning this game. I'm going to say, I said 31-13 earlier. I've been saying sort of thrown around that sort of type of score. Maybe, you know, 31-17. They still cover the number. All right? They still cover the number. So, I I think Nebraska cover. The team total is 33-and-a-half. I'm not interested in that. And Northwestern's team total is 19-and-a-half. I'm not interested in that. Wyoming and Illinois. This is a tricky game in the sense that Illinois are not an explosive team. They have a new quarterback as well. You know they just want to run the ball. We know that's what their coach wants to do. They're going to want to just run the ball. Defensively, you know what I mean, even if Illinois aren't great in the Big Ten, Wyoming are going to have a hard time. Wyoming have a lot of new personnel. I understand why the total is so light in this game. It's 42-and-a-half. It was 43-and-a-half. It's 42-and-a-half right now. Illinois' team total is 29 and a half. Wyoming's team total is 13 and a half. When I think of this game, similar, th- you know, situation, 24-10, you know, 24-10, 27-10. I sort of have it in that. I think it squeezes under the number. I don't like betting college football unders. I don't think it's smart to do. Like, you know, these and even in week one, teams are able to put points up on the board, but there is a lot of new personnel playing tomorrow on a lot of these teams. And another thing is, too, this isn't even week one. They call it week zero for a reason, right? Like, these aren't, like, elite football teams. Like, you'll see, like, Ohio State's going to hang 48 or something on Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame's good, right? Like, Ohio State's going to score. Michigan's going to score a ton of points next week against Colorado State, right? These other teams, they're not great teams, that's why I've, I've been comparing these games to, like, the early bowl games, right? They're not great teams, so it could be a little sloppy with some of them. So, I'm going to lay the points for Nebraska, and we have Nebraska and Moneyline parlays. We're staying away from the total. Wyoming and Illinois, I think if Illinois probably cover, but I'm not laying the points. I have Illinois on money line and a Moneyline parlay. I could live with Illinois and teasers as well, even though I'm not a big I don't like college teasers generally, but if you're going to get um, Illinois down to six and a half or something, I could live with it. I think they win by like, you know, 24, 10, 27, 13 type of thing around the number. I think it's an accurate number. So we're going to pass on the team totals, Illinois and Moneyline parlays, and a uh, slight lean to the under in this game. But you know what? I'm not going to put my name on it, like Herm Edwards says. I'm not. So far, the only thing I'm putting my name on here is Illinois to win a game, Nebraska to win a game, and Nebraska to cover. This next one, I'll put my name on. Put your name on it. Okay, coach, I will. Florida Atlantic, FAU. FAU are hosting the Charlotte 49ers. And there's going to be points put up on the board in this game. There, there's going to be points put up on the board in this game. Charlotte up eight returning starters on offense, including uh, their their quarterback, who's pretty good in, uh, what is it, Charlie Reynolds. He's, he's he's good. If you look at, like, how they ended the year last year, you know, they scored 32, 28, 34, 31. They're, you know, their offense is generally pretty good, right? So, and it, it should be even better this year. The thing is... FAU are better than they are, and FAU also have a ton of starters back, including their star quarterback and their offensive line. Four of their five uh, starters on the offensive line are back. This they beat them last year, thirty-eight to nine. So FAU beat Charlotte in Charlotte, thirty-eight to nine. I think that this year it's a lot closer. But it's six and a half, so I still think FAU cover. And I think it's basically like 38 28. 38 28, 34, 34 uh, 24, 30, you know, I don't know, a little higher, like 40, a forty-one twenty-four type thing. So I like, I think FAU cover the number. I think the game goes over the 59 and a half. And this is a team total that I like as well uh, with FAU at 34 and a half as i stated they played last year and and fau were better this year their offense and they went over this team total last year they got to 38 last year on the road now they're at home and it's a, you know it's an experienced team on on offense charlotte's defense is pretty bad too right like um like really really bad if you look like you, we talked about Charlotte putting up points. Like Old Dominion put 56 up on them. Marshall hung a 49 spot. Louisiana Tech put 42 on them. I ex- like I said, I expect FAU to go over 34 and a half. Put your name on it. I will. See that should be a, that's a good little betting promo. We should get the we'll get the Herm Edwards clip uh, going for next week. Will you put your name on it? Um, yes, I will, Coach. So I'll put my name on that. Charlotte, team total over thirty four and a half, um, uh, excuse me, uh, FAU, team total thirty four and a half, Charlotte and FAU over the 59 and a half in the game. and FAU to cover the number. North Texas and UTEP. Strange, they don't have team totals up for the UConn game here. Yeah, no, they don't. I thought I saw them earlier, but maybe they, they it's not up right now. I was like, yeah, did I skip a game? Uh, North Texas and UTEP, this is another, like, tough game here. Let's be real. This is a game that I feel that UTEP... I don't think UTEP want to get into a track meet with, with North Texas. I think that UTEP... UTEP has three returning running backs. Okay, they've got a nice core of like veteran running backs. Their offensive line is good. Their quarterback is good. You know, but you know when I say good, I'm talking UTEP good, right? So, yeah, you know, they're they, they they're all fired up. They did a good job selling tickets for the opener here. It's like a near sellout at the Sun Bowl, which is a big, big time. It's a big stadium, right? It's it's a big game to start this season. The UTEP minor program is trending upwards. North Texas has been not having the best success over the last couple of years. It's a big game for both coaches, a big game for both schools, a big game like for the programs to get this thing rolling to start the season. I don't think it's a track meet. I think UTEP we're going to want to run the ball and you know a little ball control like dink and dunk that sort of quick hit West Coast offense type stuff. Clock keeps ticking. A um, lot of short passes. Running the ball. I'm gonna go uh we're 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 uh, we're gonna go um we're gonna go uh under the number in this game. I'm gonna go under the number. I got so many pages open here. I got a golf page here at FanDuel open. Let me get off this golf stuff. Told you though before earlier in the week, Xander Shoffley, plus six fifty. You now he's like plus one fifty-five only. Yeah, we're going to go under fifty-four and a half. North Texas, UTEP. And anybody that knows me knows I hate betting unders in college. In, in basketball and in football, I hate betting unders. I bet unders in baseball and in hockey. But basketball and football, if I bet an under, I always lose by like one point or something weird happens. And I always say the same thing. I'm never betting an under again. But I feel like North Texas and UTEP is an ugly game that UTEP finds a way to win like 24-21 type thing. So we're going to be on UTEP plus the one-and-a-half and under 54-and-a-half. New Mexico State does concern me because they are terrible, right? And it's a, you know what it is with New Mexico State? It's a trendy play. It's like all the hipsters, like all the, you know, the handicrafts, oh, New Mexico State, New Mexico State. But if they get murdered, they'll never bring it up again, right? Even though they talked about it all summer. Right? So that's like that's that deal. I like the over of this game. I like the over. Uh, more than I like New Mexico State. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if Nevada won this game 30-20. to 20. Like I said, we have all these guests on to give their opinions and stuff, but when it's all said and done, we got to make up our own minds in the end. And my mind is made up here. I've always felt that this New Mexico State game is a little trappish, that it's too trendy, that they're going to lose by, like, whatever. Like, if it's 8.5, they'll lose by 10 type of thing. But I do like the over 47 and a half. Nevada, New Mexico State, over 47 and a half.
2: Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese, you did it! You stumped this charming devil.
3: As I stated, I almost deserved to be punched in the in the you know in the mouth for um, for talking about college football teasers. But, but, but. That with that new with that New Mexico State game against Nevada, I think a teaser is gonna come into play. I'm telling you. I'm just saying, I'm just getting my gut feeling here. Um, that it's eight and a half and everyone, oh, it was twelve and a half. It started it, it's gonna end up at what it started at. You know what I'm saying? Final score Nevada 32-20. <laughs> They're gonna win by twelve and all this, oh, it moved this and the sharps that and it's gonna be right like right above it. So remember I brought that up before. I was like, you know what? you get eight and a half plus seven 15 and a half new mexico state plus 15 and a half and then over 40 and a half there's a nice two-team banger but 47 and a half is too light. like illinois and wisconsin is low low at 42 and a half but we're talking about a big 10 team in illinois like wyoming are not moving the ball on these guys their team total is 13 and a half like it's probably going to be like 24-3 or something that game right this game is different. You have, like, Nevada. Nevada lost a bunch of guys, but it's not like they're recruiting kids, like, you know what I mean, in, in a playground. Like, they're going to have guys that can ball and that can move the ball. You know they're going to put points up on the board. And then you get New Mexico State that will see what kill brings to the table. Not the best bet of the day as far as the side. I think it goes over to 47 and a half. And then we get into uh, Hawaii. Matthias, you are the Hawaii alum amongst us. What's your pick? Are they going to cover? I'm taking Vanderbilt and the points game, but I'm also taking the over. I hate betting against my boys and the bows, but you know what? They're a little undermanned right now. So, taking Vanderbilt with the points, to taking the over. Run and shoot, we'll put up the points. Yeah, they'll be, we'll have opportunities to bet on Hawaii as the season progresses. You know what I mean? We'll have, we'll, we'll have, it's just tough, man, getting up against Vanderbilt. But listen, we—you know I think we did a pretty good job. We could always do better of breaking down all these games. You know, Next week, we'll really have something to work with, with the big-time uh, team stepping up and in. But follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. At SportsRage, I'm going to post all my college football picks and more in the morning. Other than that, you're on your
5: own. Later.